What about now? Recording, yeah. Wait, you can see if it's recording or not? You can see if it's recording. Oh, thank, thank goodness, Tess. Well, yeah, I know. I... That would be bad if we did a whole podcast and then, oh, wait, we've done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I, How do I sound? Do I sound okay? Do I sound too loud? You sound fine. Yeah, okay. Okay, I um, thank goodness you can see if it's recording or not, because I, like I said, I'm I'm just eating some Twizzlers. Um, yeah, how about this? We'll jump into the episode. And then we'll have small business talk. And then we'll start that. Or or now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so as I'm eating Twizzlers, here, wait, first order business. You're going to tell me if you can hear me munching on Twizzlers too much, okay. right? How's it sound? Sounds okay. Acceptable. Um, our intro music provided by the wonderful Guy Dudeman. Uh, before we get into business talk, oh man, this is your source for all business related <laughs> ideas. Uh, my name is Eric. My name is Tess. And this is a simple podcast called Same Team Y'all, where we strive to usher in the second era of good feelings and have a good time when we're doing it. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> wait, wait, how about this? Have a good time and usher in a second era of good feelings in that order. How's that sound? Yeah, that's correct. That's okay. an accurate accurate assessment. <laughs> okay. You ready for business talk? I'm ready. Yeah. Ready for your small business ideas. Okay, so so for listeners, Tess and I were discussing how can we spread the idea of same team yallness in a nutshell, which is just that we're all on the same team, regardless of what we believe or our opinions or who we are or anything like that. And I was like, maybe it doesn't involve the cast. You with me so far? I'm with you. Not that we'll stop because this is like we just hang out, especially now that you do all the work. I just show up and <laughs> I look beautiful. Idea number one, and I left my notes downstairs, but this is it. Okay. Idea number one, a delivery service. You ready? Same team delivery. You tell me if this exists, because you're, you're, well, I was going to say you're younger and hipper. Maybe you're just hipper than I am. <laughs> okay. Technically older than you. <laughs> are you? I think, well, they, we, we'll never know how old you are. So. <laughs> Until we, open, until we cut you open and count your rings. Oh, thank you. My stomach rings, My the lighting on my stomach. Speak real quick. I know, tangents. You can tell me if this isn't okay to talk about. Okay? Okay. If you, if you don't want to talk about it, you just say, I don't want to talk about it. Okay? Okay. Lately, I've been getting some gray hairs in uh-huh. this goatee right here. Yeah. You got, you got any you got any gray boys up on top of your head? Yeah, yeah. yeah lots of gray boys. Yeah. Do you keep them gray or do you hide the gray? Um, I uh so far I've been keeping them gray. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like uh oh um 
like I've made a statement against dyeing my hair or anything like that is kind of more just out of laziness. Mm. Um, but uh, I will say that sometimes Brett, my beloved husband, will see a gray hair and he will <gasps> pluck it. Because <laughs> he likes to do it? He doesn't like reminders that we're getting old. Whereas I kind of feel like I earned that gray hair. Uh -huh. you know? I, 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 that was my wisdom. That's my wisdom showing. And, uh, but he, he isn't fond of, of, um, reminders that, uh, uh, this mortal coil comes to an end at some point. And, um, uh, so sometimes he'll be like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, um, well, I skipped, uh, for audio listeners, I'm a bald man. So I skipped the gray phase and went straight to bald. So whenever I get little grays in my goatee, I'm like so excited. You know? Yeah, a little salt and pepper in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, business idea number one. It's a delivery yes. service. Uh, same team delivery, crowdsourced delivery. So this is the idea. I got something I want to get to my friend Tess, right? Okay. So I can get something to you the old fashioned way, sending it through the mail or FedEx where it's impersonally handled. I don't even know who handles it. Or I go on this website called Same Team Delivery and I find someone in the area who will help deliver it partially or all the way Pony Express style. <laughs> like on a horse? Well, if they have a horse, sure. But I was thinking more like, uh, oh, I'm on this website. Let me see. Oh, I've got it uh, and I'm going. 12 miles in that direction. Let's go. So downside, it might take a year for it to get where it's going. <laughs> but upside, when it gets to the end, there might be some kind of documentation. Like, you know, you look and you see the path it took and all the people that handled it. Uh, and then the idea they got this package might not even be that important. But it was like you you somehow got more connected to people around you. Is, is this uh, idea inspired in part by Death Stranding? Yes, it's entirely. <laughs> in, thank you. Thank you. Was that, that was the last episode, right? Yes. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. That was business idea number one. Business idea number two. Now, this is a real one. So if anyone wants to steal this idea, that's okay. Because it would make the world a better place. You ready? I'm ready. This, this is a, a news app. Okay, so this is a news app. I don't have a name for it yet, but the slogan, I think I've said this on the on the cast before, be informed, not obsessed. The mm -hmm. first news service designed to get you the information you need and then for you to shut it off and go about your day. How do you like that? I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have specifics yet, but it would be something like the news is bullet points, boom, boom, boom. No opinion pieces, because guess what? The world is filled with opinion pieces. You can find those somewhere else. Boom, 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 boom. And then you shut it off. So there's no notifications, none of this. Maybe you could set a timer so that it does this. You check it once a day and it's like, you check me again tomorrow, fool. You know, if it's really important, I'm sure someone will tell you about it, fool. Maybe that's what it says. You know, how do you like that idea? I like that idea. May I add an, a possible addition to the idea? You, I'm shaking my head no, but that's more of a no, I have no problem with that. That's what it that's I would like it if it bullet pointed the news mm -hmm. and then had like a human interest story that was like um, some kind of positive uplifting story at the end. Yes. So like, here's the news. It It's probably not good, mm -hmm. <laughs> but 
good things are still happening in the world. And here's like a little human interest story to uplift your spirits. And then you can, then you go off into the world. How about that? Phenomenal idea. I love it. But the idea, you know what I mean? You shut it off and now I'm gone. I'm all done. I think that's a, it's an excellent idea because I do think the, the temptation to continually check your news app throughout the day is strong for some people and it can be kind of destructive. <laughs> and I think too, is that, um, I think I told you this, that I, uh, I started a subscription to New York times, the digital version. Cause I was like, I need to stay informed. So I got it up and then it was like, all of a sudden I'm reading articles about like fashion week in Paris and, and this, which nothing against that, but you know what I didn't have any interest in before they told me I should have interest in that stuff, you know? And I found myself like, I was like deeply into it, but like, was I enjoying it? No, but there was like a pressure that I must know about this and you won't believe what happens next, you know? Right. Yeah. All my, that my mom has a romantic friend named Rick and he's a nice guy, but he'll have his phone out. So he'll be talking to me and he'd be like, Oh, and he'll look down, you know, it's news. They're, they're, they're getting um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg or uh, a Bert, um, shoot, I'm saying five words at once, a statue. They're going to make her a statue, which is great. And I'll be like, oh, that's good. And they put the phone down. He goes, uh-oh, some people are upset that they're making a statue. And be like, let me tell you about that. And then he'll put it down. He'll be like, uh-oh, I just read this interesting piece about people that are upset at the people that are upset about the. And this is like within 10 minutes. And I was like, Rick, dude dude stop it and then he'd be like so anyway i read this article where people are upset about this news anchor and i don't know who she is who has been uh, uh, criticized because i guess she's a white woman who who wears black hairstyles he goes what do you think of that eric i was like i have literally no opinions about that he goes i was like this is a news article that you read he was like yeah people are very upset about it okay so anyway all that to say these are my ideas how do they sound i think those are good ideas I, oh, whoa did you oh, hear that? That was, that was Brett, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think the dog did something. I heard bad girl. Wait, he wasn't talking to you, was he? No. <laughs> You're a bad girl, Tess. Um, you what do you think Rosie did? I don't know why. I'm a little concerned. What could be the thing? Because he loves Rosie more than anything in the world. He does. She must have done something bad. I'm going to text him. I'll give you an update later in the episode. Okay. Boy, did we do our small talk? Was that sufficient? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, I think that if anyone's listening and they want to create an app or a delivery service that they can have those ideas. Um, mm -hmm. Because like you said, those would make the world a better place. Of the two, the news one's probably better, right? Yeah. The, the delivery one's a little like, why would I even do this? Right? And someone might steal it. <laughs> Like the, 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 the delivery one's a little weird where you're like, okay, so mom, did you get the cookies? No, someone just literally took them and <laughs> ate them. I got an empty box and then someone drew a wiener on the inside of the box. <laughs> Do you hear Brett some more? Yeah, there's a lot going on upstairs. You wanna, no. Do you want to check? Or? Is that, could you, um, could you kill some time for a little bit while I did that? Can. it's not my quote uh let me think about this how about this you investigate and i'm just gonna i'm gonna talk about um i'll just talk about stuff okay all right i'll i'll be back <laughs> yeah come back come back later at your leisure finally she <laughs> finally tess left oh my goodness uh so real quick actually while tess is investigating the the noise situation over there 
I want to let everyone know that uh, this episode is coming out late, a week late or so. And I wanted to explain something about that. One is that I know that our recording um, over the past two years has been a little, um, uh, what's the word, um, <laughs> random, uh, sl- uh, not constant. The opposite of constant, infrequent. Um, and partially, I think we talked about it on the cast a little bit, partially it was um, for, we had to take a break because of mental health reasons. Mostly me, I think Tess was doing fine. And I kind of felt uh, just being pulled in a lot of directions with work and uh, with my daughter and all kinds of stuff. Um, oh yeah, here, Tess is coming back, but here, let me finish this thought. But I wanted to tell you guys, the reason why we're late is because uh, real life happens. And um, how about this, Tess? Can you hear me now? I can. I was gonna say, how about in the future, if we're gonna push our, um, if we're gonna record later, like go a week later or something, could we do, and you might've done this because I don't watch it, just an announcement on Twitter to say, hey, we're coming in a week or something like that. I, I didn't announce that we were um, that we I were know. a week late, but um, I can from now on. <laughs> if you do not mind, just because, because we were like, I'm concerned if anyone is listening, which at this point is hard to tell, I'm concerned that they'll be like, oh, they missed a week. So I'll see him in six months. But this is just like what this is one week, not a six month situation. So um, and I was just I was explaining the reason for the original sabbatical and why this is this isn't a mental health sabbatical. This is more of a, you know, I had a, I had a hot date yesterday. Sabbatical, yeah, you know, happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. your hot date go? Uh, well, when, OK, a man has been like really sick lately, Um, like really. So not just like snotty, but like she had really swollen lymph nodes in her neck and uh, couldn't properly swallow without pain or open her mouth it was really kind of bizarre um we don't know what was causing it anyway yesterday when we were going to record she was feeling better she wanted to get some chinese and she wanted to watch um kong skull island and i was like well it's it date night baby it's day night you know so anyway she's she's doing better now so um kong skull islands mm-hmm. is that is that the one with um tom hiddleston and Samuel Jackson. Okay, she had never seen that one before. And Brie Larson. Yeah. And John C. Riley. <laughs> name the whole cast. <laughs> and is there one other person I can name? Uh, and assorted people. The no, she had seen it, but um, Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Exactly. That came out recently, so we wanted to rewatch the the Godzilla movies in the new universe. So it's Brian Cranston, Skull Island, King of Monsters. Has a uh, has Amanda seen the King Kong movie with Jack Black that she, Peter she, Jackson did in 2005? She has. Oh, okay. <laughs> she well, last night when we sat down, she goes, "This isn't the one with Peter or this isn't the one with Jack Black because she hates at the end. Do you know that? This is a spoiler for the very end of the movie when King Kong dies. Sorry. And Jack Black goes, "Twas beauty that killed the beast." Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't like it. I love it. I think it's a great movie. Yeah, um, I object to the scene where King Kong goes ice skating, <laughs> um, just because I I remember watching that and thinking, "How in the world does the ice not break beneath his tremendous weight?" Um, and uh, and also just like uh, Naomi Watts is like, "Oh, 
this is so fun. And I'm like, you've been literally kidnapped by an enormous gorilla. Um, I don't know how much fun you would be having, but I, oh, it's a movie, whatever. <laughs> it's a movie. And, and that movie does a lot of really kind of um, interesting is a word where it kind of feels like they're trying to do like a weird like 50s throwback. Like there's a lot of stuff with what's his name, Jimmy? Like that's Jimmy. We found him in the ocean. Maybe Scott. And it's just like, what's going on, man? But anyway, I do like that ice skating scene because one, ice skating's rad. And two, it, it's so abrupt where they're having a, a wonderful time in the snow and the ice. And then and then the 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 shells start yeah. you know, very abrupt, you know. Yeah. Eric, should I do my inspirational quote? It's a great idea, Tess. Okay. Yeah. All right, so my quote this week is from a uh, a TED Talk. And Eric, you know, like in the library biz, sometimes we get sent to trainings to help like develop our skill sets. Um, I was sent to a training recently about accountability and how that's an important skill for you to have um, as a manager and, and, and basically just in general working at the library. And they showed this TED talk from the CEO of a company. And I thought it was a really excellent, but also really surprising TED talk. I'm gonna give you some quotes from the TED talk. I want you to see if you can determine what company I'm talking about. Look at you smiling. Is this a trick? Is this a trick question? Well, it's, it'll, I think the answer will surprise you. Okay. Okay, if you if you guess it, I will be surprised. All can right. can people play along at home? Sure, sure. Okay. Everybody play along at home. All okay. right. So this is a company that company that is especially known for um, accountability and keeping their staff accountable, and, and um, their staff really appreciates their uh, their stance on accountability. So um, he says, the CEO, our number one value is we value doing the right thing. So we can ask that question open and honestly in our organization. So are we doing the right thing? Our number two value is we create positive, is creating positive lasting memories of all of our relationships, which is a really excellent value. We don't make mistakes at our company. We have learning moments, a learning moment is a negative outcome that should be freely and openly shared. I don't remember anyone running down a corridor at a company yelling at the top of their lungs, I've made a mistake and I'm very ashamed. But I do hear people saying, geez, I just had a learning moment and here's what it was and here's how it can benefit our organization. And here are some facts about the company. 97.6% of their employees percent of their employees love to tell people that they work for this company. 99% say that they know how their job feeds into the success of the company. And 95% say that they are excited about their future. What company do you think that is? May I ask three yeah. yes or no questions? Okay. Is this a company that produces food? No. Oh. Okay, that was my first guess. Okay, let me think about this. Is this a company that produces some type of entertainment? No. Okay, oh, what else do people produce other than food and entertainment? Is this a company that produces, is this a company, let me think. I'm trying to think, why is this surprising? I'm thinking it's surprising because the company might not have the best reputation or people have an idea about the company that isn't what it is. Look at you doing a poker face. Um, 
it's like something you have in your house but you never think about okay that's a good answer let me think something i have in my house but i never think about like you um, only think about it when you need it and then you don't ever think about it again does this company produce garbage disposals no okay what is it it's wd-40 <laughs> that is something right the, the, the number two value of WD-40 is creating positive lasting memories of all of our relationships. I just love that. I love like how I feel like it surprised me because I feel like, oh, WD-40 is just like a can of oil that you use when you have a squeaky door. I don't think about the like millions of people worldwide who work for WD-40, who like work on creating this product and promoting this product and um you know i don't know like uh like research into you know new ways to fix squeaky doors and i definitely didn't think that they consider themselves in the memory making business um and and also the the other thing about this video and i'm going to post it in the show notes so if anyone wants to go to sameteamyall.com and look at the show notes you'll get to you can i'll post a link to this video and the other thing that they do at this company is they have a thing called the maniac pledge which that sounds crazy right like oh what are they pledging to like do a blood <laughs> sacrifice or something at the very least it sounds manic you know it, yeah it's it's not all it is is it's a um it's a pledge basically that you will hold yourself accountable so basically if you need information you'll seek it out or um if you uh if you like if you needed information and you didn't seek it out, then you're not allowed to get mad when you get the information and it's like late, basically. Like it's, it's, um, uh, I, I, I'm not going to quote the whole pledge. If you watch the video, he, he recites it. And I thought it was so interesting that, that promising to find the information that you need in order to do your job would be revolutionary. Yes. But it is. And I thought about it myself. There have been times where I got mad that I didn't get this information sooner or like, why didn't you tell me that? Why am I hearing it from this person? And like, really, the only person you have to be mad at is yourself for not seeking the info. Like, if there's something you need, go and go and ask somebody yeah. for it. Yeah. But ask me Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the only exception is if you do ask when you're at work and someone outright says, I'm not going to tell you that. Right. And I, I doubt that happens that often, unless it's like, I don't know, a classified information. Like, hey, right. like, who, who killed JFK? I can't tell you that. Get back to work. <laughs> but that's not anything that happens that most people. Yeah. Do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought it was uh, a very interesting video and I will post the link and um, the guy's very inspirational for the CEO of a, of a squeaky door oil company. I was surprised, but then again, I don't know why I'm surprised because like, of course someone has to run this company and of course they want their employees to be valued. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, I, I don't know, I just think WD-40 is super awesome. I've been thinking about them a lot and like everything else at my house. I'm like, what else do I just use and then never think about that like millions of people worked really hard on and felt really good. Hopefully they felt really good about creating those Clorox wipes or creating that air freshener or whatever it is that's in my house. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you say that because it is... Um 
WD like we all know the name WD forty, right? But yeah. it could easily be like any slew of companies that make like this lubricant for the this assorted reasons. But no, it's only WD forty for the most part, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of like how Kleenex is synonymous with tissues. Like, hand me that Kleenex or Q tips, right? And right. synonymous with cotton swabs. Like I remember when I was younger, it blew my mind. I was like, wait. They're not all just called Q-tips. What's a what? Quick question: What's the Q stand for? Oh, that's a good question. That just blew my mind, right? What's the Q? Okay, I'm gonna guess. I'm um, Queen. Queen's tips, because the Q, the cotton swabs fit for a queen's ear. How close am I? You looking at it? Quality. Quality. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, that makes more sense than Queen quilt. Anyway, um. You ready? Oh, so anyway, I'm looking down at my notes and I realized I forgot um, something for my stuff I'm loving. So I'm going to hit the button and then I'm going to leave and then I'm going to okay. come back. So okay. I'm going to hit <laughs> We're it. Doing a lot of that this episode. Stuff that we love. We love. This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love so much. Yeah. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about stuff that we love. Um, there's a reason why we do this. And it's because if you're looking for stuff to love, you're going to find stuff to love. Similarly, if you're looking for stuff that you hate, you're probably going to notice a lot more things that you hate or are annoyed by or whatever. And so we choose to kind of focus on the positive and be looking for things to love. Because I think it's easy to forget that there's a lot of good in the world when there's so much bad stuff that you could be exposed to, like in the news or whatever. And so that's why we like to celebrate the stuff that we love in the Stuff We Love segment. I was just telling everyone why we like to talk about stuff we love. I, um, I really wish that when I came back, you were just blankly staring at the screen. Perfectly <laughs> silent the whole time. Um, like we're going to have a meditation session now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, something I'm loving. Here, let me get look at this real quick. Actually, here, wait, let me do this one first. All of my life. Actually, I don't want to say all my life because certainly not when I was a baby. Most of my life, there's been something that I've wanted to do. Let's see if you can guess it. Ever since I saw the movie Mission Impossible 2, I've wanted to do this. Do you have it? Uh, well, I was going to guess rock climbing. Were you going to guess that already before Mission Impossible 2? or Was, and I, just because in our last episode, you told me that you oh. were going to go rock climbing, and I was mm -hmm. really hoping that this mm -hmm. week I would get to hear how rock climbing went. <laughs> so how'd it go? Yes. It went really well. Yeah, yeah. So all this, so I uh, booked a guide through Blue Ridge Guides, and uh, me and two friends from work, um, we went to Great Falls Park in Great Falls, Virginia, and uh, climbed some rocks together with the help of uh, Rope and our good friend slash guide, so friend that we're paying, Sean. 
And uh, it was great. And tomorrow I'm going to a climbing gym to continue the climbing experience. And then a different group of friends that I have, we're going to go rock climbing in May. So I'm, I'm doing the, I'm doing the rock climbing business. So I'm really glad to hear that. Cause I will tell you, I'm a bit of a worrier and I was a little worried um, that you might hurt yourself while you were climbing rocks. Oh, that's that's really sweet of you. I was a little worried too. Not that I would hurt myself, but that um, I was worried I wouldn't enjoy it, you know? Um, and I, it wasn't so much that I wouldn't enjoy it. I was worried that our guide would be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Because it's kind of a, not a, well, kind of like a vulnerable state you're in where it's like, oh, I'm trying something new. All my friends are watching me. I could not reach the top. So now it's like I failed in front of everyone. And maybe the guide might end up being a little aggressive, you know, you never know. Or because there's a fine line between like supportive and aggressive, right? You know, and you know this about me, Tess. I tend to get along and hey, no offense to any guys listening, mostly with women better than guys. Cause a lot of this is just me. And I'm as a guy saying this. We come with a lot of junk. Like we are really constantly, uh, it, you go in the room and people are like, okay, who do I think thinks that I'm not great? Okay, how do I prove to them that I think that, that you know what I mean? It's this whole head thing. And I was worried I'll get like some guy who's, you know, into that, but he was really cool. And uh, I did not get hurt. I was, uh, uh, I climbed all the cliffs and it was incredible. That's really good so. because I shattered my ankle running after shaved ice. So <laughs> Ever since then, I've been thinking like there are people who do like really risky stuff, like climb rocks, and I hope that they're all okay. <laughs> well, I was attached to a rope, like they had a rope in my harness, and it was up, but it was down. But you're right, like I could have still hurt myself. Like I did kind of. There was one point I was coming back down, and I kind of like swung away and like whacked my hip on the side of the cliff, and that didn't feel that great. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like what it is, you know. Um, I heard someone told me that they hurt themselves rock climbing with the rope. Like they held onto the rope with their bare hand and they oh. got rope burn. Um, Where yeah. were they? Wait, what were they? Were they down below? Like, were they belaying? They were holding the rope for someone else? I'll be honest. I don't know a whole much about rock climbing, so I couldn't tell you. I just, I heard that story and I it added to my worry. I'm like, go oh, gee, I hope that Eric is going to be okay when he rock climbs. Uh, I, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a promise right now. I'm writing a note down. I am going to, if anyone's interested, I don't know if anyone is, I'm going to post some pictures on our Twitter handle. I would love handle. to see that. I would love to see your pictures. Um, what is that Twitter handle? I cannot remember. It's been so long. It's at same team, y'all. <laughs> and then this one's a real question, but you can answer once we're done recording. I can't log in because it's been so long. So you have to remind me like what our stuff is. Okay. Or you can send me the pictures and I'll post them. Oh, that's even easier. That's, yeah. Should I send you anything I want to have posted? Yeah. Because I got some weird, I got some weird stuff I want to have posted. All right, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I did, all joking aside, I drew something the other day. I was like, "Ooh, I want to post this," and I couldn't figure it out um, because Aww. I couldn't log in. But I'll just send you anything I want to have posted. Good okay. deal. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, uh, a few other things about climbing. So they're like, uh, so it was at Great Great Falls, and uh, there was we were on. Um, Romeo, no, we were on Juliet's Balcony. It's the name of one of the crags there, oh. which for anyone not familiar, because I wasn't. And luckily, Sean, our guide, was like all into like, because I told him I wanted to have a good time, but I wanted to learn because the game plan is 
one day it's me out there with my ropes and my pal and you know we're not paying a dude you know money to do it we're just out there climbing you know like tom cruise only with ropes um anyway so a, a crag is like this long stretch of rock and then on there are multiple different routes that you can take so we went to romeo's um or Juliet's balcony across from the edge is like Romeo's ledge. We didn't go there. And then he threw the rope down. So we did top rope climbing, which means there's a rope. It went from our harness around my waist all the way up the cliff to an anchor that he attached on rocks or whatnot and a and a, a carabiner back all the way down to someone who was belaying, which means they were holding the rope and, and pulling any of the slack. And so we would climb that a couple times, me, my friend Miranda and my other friend, Josh, and then, and then our guide, Sean, would go back up to the top and kind of like just move the rope like like eight feet to the right. And all of a sudden it's an entirely different climb because there's all different rocks and routes to go on. So then we did that a couple of times too. So That's awesome. I'm so glad you had a good time. It is. And I not to get like too whatever, but it's like, because he was like, so who's first? And I was like, I'll go first because it was like, not to be like, it was my idea, but I put the group, idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was my idea. I was like, I'm going first. And so I went and it was like, cause you, you know, he said, you're worried. I hurt myself. Like, and I don't know if this is like a character fault or whatnot, but I was just like, I got a rope. <laughs> I got a guy that I paid, you know, and sure I signed a thing. So if I crack my skull, no one gets in trouble, but I was like, I think I'm fine. And I just, I, it was like, I imagined what climbing would be like. And then I did it, you know? So, and granted, you know, like these are probably like the easiest things to climb in Great Falls, like a, a, a climbing, uh, a, is it a class? Class of 5.0, which is probably the lowest thing that requires a rope that you can climb. That's like the lowest level. So, but still, you know, it was uh, very exciting. And we all got to get to the top. We all had a, a grand old time. And so uh, climbing rocks and climbing more in the future is the stuff I'm loving. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was really torn this fortnight. There's no, there's three things that I've really been loving, and I have to I have to narrow it down. Wait, I've got an idea. I was yeah. actually going to text you about this. Okay. So he, here we still have our two things. Yeah. But when we're done, our two. We don't have to, but if we have honorable mentions, mm. I can ask you, Tess, do you have any honorable mentions? You could say yes. But then the honorable mention, you just say what it is without any context. Oh, or, you, or if it's a band, you can say the name of the band and say it's a band, but okay. not any more than that. You could be like that, it's a YouTube channel or that, it's a cookie. Or maybe I'll just save one of these for the next fortnight. Okay. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do an honorable mention. So okay. no, no pressure. I'm just saying. Okay. I need to turn the light on because I realize the sun is going down. I'm, yeah, it's a little dark there. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting real creepy. I you know. I keep walking away. I'm so sorry. <laughs> By the way, if you guys want to watch us um, do this podcast, you can. If you if you prefer to just listen to the audio, that's fine. But if you'd like to see what we look like while we're talking to you, you can go on our YouTube channel. Um, if you just look for same team, y'all, on YouTube, we'll pop up. You'll see us. There I am. Okay. I look better so, now. I think I think I'm gonna have to say that one of the stuffs that I was loving this past fortnight is um, a show called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I've heard of this show. Now, as of recording, there's only three out, right? There's four. There's four. 
thought there were four episodes. Are there four? I think there are four episodes. I thought I caught up and there were just three. When was the, what was the last, without being too spoilery, what was the last episode you watched? Like, kind of give me like. So, okay, let me think about this. Um, Falcon uh, flew a little bit. Um, <laughs> Winter Soldier uh, looked very stoically at people. Um, the, 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 uh, the guy who's the new other guy, without spoiling things, uh, he's still kind of not a great guy. I mean, he's not the worst guy. I really wanted to like this guy. And he's not as bad as, let's say, like, Homelander. Um, yeah, he's nowhere near Homelander. He's just closer to, like, a, I don't know, like a, um, a, like a, a school bully. Like, he's like a school bully. Yeah. And um, I was describing him, a friend of mine. Uh, well, here, let me, let me just give, like, a quick synopsis for anyone who doesn't know what this show is. It's a show that's currently airing on Disney+. Plus. There might be three or four episodes out right now. We're not quite sure. Um and it focuses on uh, two characters in particular from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which are Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon, and uh, James Buchanan Barnes, a.k.a. Uh, the Winter Soldier. And um, these two guys uh, don't really get along. And they, uh, but they have, um, there are, are bad things afoot in the world. And the two of them must band together in order to, um, to solve the bad things and they're uh, another beloved character in the marvel universe i feel like we can say this is captain america and uh, there's there's this question of who will fill the void if captain america is no longer doing his job who will do the job of captain america who will raise the morale in the country and also like uh literally who will take his shield and protect us um, from the bad things that are happening. And these are all themes of the story. And I've been really enjoying it. And I will say one of the main reasons that I've been enjoying it is mm -hmm. um, the one of the main characters, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, uh, goes to therapy. And I think this is the first time I've ever seen a superhero in therapy. And um, I, like, I think Cap, Captain America did like a support group <laughs> at one point. Wait, like I thought I, about this. He's been in two support groups now that I think of it. Oh, okay. Cause because we were texting about this. He was in the support group post blip, right? Yes. And then didn't he meet Sam at a support group? Isn't that how he knew him? Oh, like a veterans yeah. group. I think you're right. Yeah, it just dawned on me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other character that like I know of that we've seen in any sort of like therapy or support group situation was the Punisher in mm -hmm. the Punisher series. Um, but this was the first time I've seen like one-on-one -on -one like talk therapy. And I thought it was really great because I think that, um, I just think that therapy is a useful tool to help people who are um, suffering from a mental illness, whether it be like depression, anxiety, or maybe you just need to talk some stuff out. Like maybe you've just got a lot of stuff going on in your life and you need to bounce some ideas off of somebody who knows more than you and who isn't directly in the situation that you're in. Like maybe you've got like a family thing going on and you need to talk to someone outside of your social group who will have like a non-biased objective opinion 
And um, if that person is a medical professional, that's all the better because they can give you uh, really sound advice. And so I don't know why, but I've been really enjoying like uh, the fact that Marvel went there, you know, that they were like, you know what, sometimes you, you go through trauma and you need help. And gosh, if there's someone in the MCU who's been through a lot of trauma, it's Bucky Barnes. Um, and I, I'm really enjoying like just kind of getting to know them too, because they've both been sort of background characters uh, in all of these movies. They were like, they're basically both Cap's sidekicks. They're his friends and the he's the star of the show he's captain america and they're like you know behind him like yeah what he said we're gonna you know and so i kind of like i kind of like getting to know them on their own like like sam has a sister who runs a restaurant and uh uh bucky apparently moved back to brooklyn after everything that happened to him which is where he grew up in the like 20s so I've just been um, enjoying it. And uh, the latest episode, was there a heist in the latest episode that you watched? Heist? A heist. Like they, a, they had to do a heist? There was, yeah, there was definitely, yeah, I don't think you watched the latest episode. How did I miss the latest? Wait, what is today's date? Today, Wait, today's a Thursday. So wait, how did I miss that? That's so weird. Oh, wait, maybe I caught up on, I honestly don't know. There was a, 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 a character that we haven't seen for a while from Sokovia who showed back up. Oh, wait, you don't mean a heist. You mean a breakout. A breakout? Did you So you saw that episode. Oh, yeah, I did. I saw, okay, those are, wait, those are two, ones you're taking and ones you're escaping. Knock it off, sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, te- we text about this. Yeah. yeah, we text about this, how much I love that specific oh, yeah. character. That's yes. right. I am also really loving the return of that specific character. So I'm not going to do like any spoilery stuff, but I've just been saying that I've, I'm just saying that it is the stuff that I've been loving. I've been really enjoying the show. I think it's, I think it's a cool show specifically because I, I'm enjoying that they're kind of like analyzing their trauma and having some breakthroughs. Like, like there's been some like moments where it's like, Oh, that just got real. Like, It's well, and also it's like, uh, one is the more you see something, the more it becomes normalized, you know, for, for whatever reason, I think therapy still kind of has a pretty big stigma among certain people. And all it really is, is like you said, it's just you talking to someone else. Uh, if you're talking to your loved one, you don't think that's weird. If you're talking to a friend, you don't think that's weird. If you talk to yourself, people still don't think that's weird, but like what it is, it's like having a therapist, and you know, if it makes you feel better, you can call them counselors or whatever you want to do. So it makes you feel better. Um, all it really is, is it's like, if you're in like the ocean and you're drowning, you need someone who isn't the ocean, <laughs> you know, you need a boat. Cause you can't, you can't have those conversations with yourself. Cause it's like, it's like you're, it's like you're fighting against the tide. You need someone who isn't also in it, you know? There's also so. a scene where they do couples therapy mm-hmm. for Sam and Bucky to help them like get along better. And I thought that was a really great scene too. There's a part when they have them, they do the soul gazing, they look into each other's eyes. And I love that because one of my favorite concepts from, I've talked about this before, this book before, Richard Powers, The Overstory, involves like an extreme version of soul gazing, which is like uh, always... Um, 
like captured my imagination. Like the idea that if you look someone in the eyes, because we're talking about all the time on the show about like reducing the 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 amount of times we other other people, right? Like that's an other person. That's Winter Soldier. He's he's a crazy guy. He's got a robot arm. He doesn't know what's going on. You look him in the eye, and all of a sudden you're like, he's a human. <laughs> uh-oh, I don't feel so good about being mean to him now, you know? And I'm sure you can think about all kinds of examples in our lives where that happens, not just with Winter Soldier, but just like when you're like, I'm really mad at someone and I know I'm right and I know they're wrong. And then you take a moment maybe and you go, oh, wait, they're human. Oh, wait, they think they're right and they think I'm wrong. Wait a second. <laughs> you know, my righteous fury just um, uh, doesn't seem so uh, uh, truthful anymore, you know? All right. So what's another stuff you're loving, Eric? I, I see you got a book there. I do. Um, I Let me see if I can find this real quick. I've been really into um, the poetry of Wendell Berry. Um, I read a poem of his on the cast as my quote a couple episodes ago. I read The Piece of Wild Things. Do you remember that? I do. And I've been very much into Wendell Berry. This guy, uh, this guy gets it. And uh is it okay may i be permitted to read a poem on the cast absolutely okay here we go <clears throat> this is um i'm very much enjoying his poems this is probably like the one that's captured me the most i've read this a lot this is called um let me move this the dream i dream an inescapable dream in which i take away from the country the bridges and roads the fences the strung wires ourselves all we have built and dug and hollowed out our flocks and herds are droves of machines. I restore then the wide branching trees. I see growing over the land and shading at the great trunks and crowns of the first forest. I am aware of the rattling of their branches, the lichen channels of their bark, the saps of the ground flowing upward to their darkness. Like the after image of a light that only by not looking can be seen, I glimpse the country as it was all its beings belong wholly to it. They flourish in dying as in being born. It is the life of its deaths. I must end always by replacing our beginning there, ourselves and our blades, the flowing in of history, putting back what I took away, trying always with the same pain of foreknowledge to build all that we have built, but destroy nothing. My hands weakening, I feel on all sides blindness, growing in the land and its peering bulbous stalks. I see that my mind is not good enough. I see that I'm eager to own the earth and to own men. I find in my mouth a bitter taste of money, a gaping syllable I can neither swallow nor spit out. I see all that we have ruined in order to have, all that was owned for a lifetime to be destroyed forever. Where are the sleeps that escape such dreams? Yeah that gd poem right oh like what what it is just to break this down a little bit he's lamenting the loss of of nature but then he's also because i think this is this is something i get i get uh, hung up on a lot it's easy to say okay humans destroyed nature or they're hurting nature bad humans but then it's it's harder to say humans destroyed nature bad humans i am a human <laughs> right i think it's very easy in fact just the other day i was talking about this poem with my friend josh that i was rock climbing with and he was like yeah people are just ruining loudon county and in my head i was like we're people 
Like what he just did, and Josh is a great guy, but what he did without realizing is he othered all the people that are looking for houses. And I don't know about Josh. I'm assuming he lives in a house. And I'm assuming his house is probably on land that used to have trees. So it's like, why, you know what I mean? So it's that great, you can, you can despair for the loss of something. And it's real easy to say, all, the, all, those, all those people, that happened before I was here. That wasn't my fault. But then it's a lot harder to say, I'm mad at this and it's also my fault. But then there's no, I don't want to say there's no way out of it, but like, how do you break the cycle? If you're an ant in the anthill, how do you leave the anthill? You know, <laughs> look, look at you nodding your head. Like, I literally think about this yep. a lot. Like every time I am somewhere wooded, some kind of forest or I'm on a beach, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling at one with nature. I, I, it's kind of, I kind of have this very weird experience where I will remember what it was like before people were there, but I, I don't have a memory. I wasn't there. And so I, maybe I sound like crazy a little bit, but like, who are you talking to? I know you're not. I'm not going to judge you, sister. I don't know who's listening, who might be judging me, but remember, remember that we live in the uh, no judgment zone of no judging. So don't Mm -hmm. be judging. Um, But like, so I've sometimes wondered, like people talk about past lives. And when I have this experience, it's always, it's almost like a, like an outer, out of body, like. I, I know what it was like before people got here. I know what it was like when the whole place was woods, even though there's no way that I, that I, me, the person who was born in 1984 could possibly know what it was like. But sometimes, somehow when you're feeling like connected to nature, like I sometimes will have this feeling and I have wondered if I lived some sort of past life as like a deer like wandered through the forest but I do I think about it a lot because um like for instance the neighborhood that I live I live in they built a bunch of houses a few years ago and they built them on a on wetlands that animals and plants were living in and they just tore everything down and built a bunch of houses and um a lot of people were upset about it they weren't they weren't upset because the wetlands were destroyed they were upset because when they bought their property, they were promised that there would be a beautiful forest behind them, not a, a row of townhomes. And so there were like some people who were like suing the architect who um, who like uh, built our neighborhood. And and um, I, I remember just being upset that like, what are we going to do when we've finally paved over everything? Like, are, like, is there going to be a day where there are no ducks and no deer? And <laughs> this, so this is the thing that keeps me up at night. So this is the, and I think about this all the time. This is the, um, uh, uh, so this is the deal. Um, you have, so for example, I was drinking a water bottle earlier and on the side of the bottle said, this bottle is made out of a bottle and it will turn into a bottle. I was like, well, that's that's great. We got a recycling type thing. This is a step in the right direction. But to me, and this is just like, you know, just to me, to me, it's like that type of thinking and also thinking of like, okay, so let's, we reduced emissions by this number or whatnot. It's almost like the, um, it's very, and nothing against, recycling, but if I just take a few steps back, very egocentric as being like, so I fixed the thing 
that is literally like 1% of the whole thing, right? And it's like, so I, for example, I drive a hybrid, right? Okay, so my hybrid, I don't know, my does like half of the emissions as a normal car. That's really great. Um, but I'm still driving it all the time, right? And if we're past the tipping point or very close to it or past it, like, what does that really mean? So then the thing that keeps me up at night is to me, it's not a question of some people often go, well, we need more technologies, right? To, uh, to make uh, better types of plastic and more compostable things and things that are this. But I don't think that's the issue. The issue is... The issue is human thinking because we know, and not to be this guy, not to, uh, well, I will be this guy. We know that animals are alive <laughs> and then we still, most humans decide to, I'm fine with just eating them, you know, and, and murdering them and having them be slaves for me as long as I don't see it. And so I think that same thinking is also, unless we can change the thinking of humanity to be like, not like, a, okay, we should find solutions so we can keep um, living the same lifestyle, right? as fast as we can, instead of changing it to being like, so this is the thing that is the right thing to do for not only us as humans, but as the rest of the earth. Like for example, when when uh, the wetlands, they put houses on it, right? It affected more than just the people who lost their view, right? But, you know, we're, we, when I say we, I mean humans are so focused on just the, the thing behind our eyeballs right now. This is the entire world right now. So if you're ever sitting in traffic and no judging, if you're sitting in traffic and you get upset and you're like, I'm so mad because the center of the world is right behind these eyeballs and I'm in traffic and I we've all done it. We've forgotten that the guy in front of us <laughs> is stuck in traffic as well and is thinking the same exact thing and the guy in front of them and the person in front of them. And somehow like making that leap to realizing wait a second, we're all in traffic. Or how often is it like, man, look at all the people, look at all these people um, in line right now trying to buy groceries. What a bunch of jerks. I'm trying to buy my groceries. And somehow there's that disconnect. And uh, Tess, I'm convinced all I need is just the right combination of words. Because you know me, I've been searching. I've been yeah. searching for what I call like my unifying theory of like what this is. And I get a little bit closer every day of like, how is it that, how can we switch it? And then I think once we know what we need to practice, then then we can, so, so the, I know. Tess, should I stop or should I keep going? Yeah, I mean, you can conclude. I feel like you've got a lot. <laughs> I got a lot. I know. Okay, real quick. Th this, is the, this is the process. Figure out. The, the, not the right way of thinking, but a way of thinking that is beneficial for the earth and humanity as a whole, and frankly, to ease our own suffering. Because once you realize that everyone is in traffic at the same time, nothing physically changes, but then you might be surprised to realize now you're no longer angry at traffic. Uh, so there's that thing. And then the second step is how do we figure out how to train our minds to think that way? Third step is how do we find people who are also interested? Because it's a lot easier to say all these people are a-holes and I'm the only good one. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to say, well, maybe we're all a-holes <laughs> and we're all good ones, you know? Uh, and then the, then the fourth step is um, save the earth. And then the fifth step is eat cake. So... <laughs> just need to get to that you know, I, I, saw, I got myself all ramped up because I don't know if you know this Tess I'm a passionate man I know it just, <laughs> it's hard for me to even say what I'm passionate about but you know what I, you know I'm, I'm not speaking crazy talk though right like we're there I just can't it's, so it's, it's like there's a there's a truth that I just can't put my finger on because in order like even if you and I know it we still need to find a way to put it into words for other people to know it and that's even if they're willing to listen 
anyway whose stuff were we loving that was mine that was yours yeah that poem was the stuff you were loving wendell berry <laughs> is that a co- collection of his poems that you're holding yeah it's uh the selected poems of wendell berry is wendell berry still with us i think he is let me look at this i think he is here wait let me oh yeah he's still with us he's he, I don't know. He might not be. As of publication of this book in 1990, he was with us. Should we get him on the cast? <laughs> yeah, we should. I think he's still with us as he's 86 years old. If he has an email address, I can shoot him a Zoom link. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Maybe. I bet he's got some truths to drop on us, you know? We might not be ready for it. Let me ask you this, and this is true talk. You, here's the deal. Here, Tess, do I need to tone it down? You could say you could say tone it down a little bit. Never. <laughs> Are you serious? Because you could tell me. You could be like Eric. I'm just here to talk about. I'm just here to talk about Winter Soldier. What are you doing? <laughs> no, no. I I like when you I like when you get all excited about uh, stuff. <laughs> real quick, you know what show I have been watching? What um, show have you been watching? Westworld. And I've, I'm really into it for a lot of reasons. I'm not going to talk about because I've already gone through my stuffs. Um, but I will say it makes me think of Westworld because like, you know how Westworld is like, it's this fun amusement park, but it's got this greater purpose. Mm-hmm. That's what our cast is, right? Like we show up and we talk about goofy stuff and, and Marble run YouTube videos. But then it's like secretly, like deep down inside, I'm like, I just, I feel like we're just, you know, it's just like, it's just like, it's almost like if, if we could somehow... S- it, as a as a, this is it this i know this is my last tangent it's like if we could just collectively all agree that the color red is now with the color blue like just that small level of shift we would be okay but, but we can't you know okay i'm done i um i you're right we are so like westworld that's exactly what we are um uh today sue our friend sue um who works at who works at the who works at the library um, she shared with me today a poem that she wrote about cicadas. Um, and she asked me if I thought that she should um, read it in a virtual story time or if I thought it was too corny. And I told her, you should absolutely read it in virtual story time and, and nothing is too corny. <laughs> yeah. No poem that you composed yourself about a natural creature is too corny. <laughs> Did she write it recently? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she was um, she was planning a story time to talk about the cicadas, I guess. I don't know a whole lot about cicadas. Um, I lived in South Korea for a few years and cicadas are um, uh, native to that country and they would come out every summer and they'd be so loud like all summer they would just be screaming and um they were so loud like you could not stand under a tree and have a conversation with someone and so i i but i guess here where we live cicadas only come out like every 17 years like they have like this kind of this weird life cycle and she says they're gonna come out this summer and so she wanted to tell the kids to look for the cicadas and so she was looking for kid-friendly photos of cicadas which were kind of hard to find because cicadas are a little scary looking (laughs) 
and she was looking for kind of like some kid-friendly content. And so um, where she couldn't find it, she composed a kid-friendly poem about Tatinas. And I just, I, I just had this moment where she was like, I don't know, do you think that? And I was like, oh my God, stop it. You absolutely need, I was like, I want to read this poem. I want everyone to hear it. <laughs> I think that's great. I thought about you and I I wondered if Sue um, has written poems before for story time or if if you wrote poems for story time and maybe she was inspired by you or if this was just like a random event. I think it's a random event. I don't think I've written any poems for story time. Well, and then I, she, she read a poem in the last virtual story time we did about a Robin. And now I'm curious if she had written that one either. I think I presume that she found it online somewhere, but she never cited a source for it. So maybe it's a Sue, maybe it's a Sue original. Maybe Miss Sue is a poet this whole time and we didn't know it. It could be. I mean, all the poems I write, like in my personal life, are extremely dark. Not story time. <laughs> not, I mean, they're very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I got nothing, you know? <laughs> they're, they're, oh, are they emotional poems? Let me look at this. Give me one second. I got a book over here. Let me see. I'm going to tell you what, because I've been putting them into a book lately. The... Give me titles of your poems. Oh, okay. I'll just read titles. Okay. You've <laughs> read this one before. Um, Old Gods. Remember that yeah. one about the tree? That's yeah. the first one I ever wrote. Um, you say, uh, touch of release, <clears throat> the hate I feel for myself to oh. be, tr- oh, that one, that was a fun one to be tree. Like, uh, the greatest show coping untitled another morning, irresistible blatant wonders, a husband. This one, I actually like this one. I know, welcome to Eric's Poetry Hour, because this was something I, I was like, okay, I'm getting a little little too too dark. Let me write a love poem to myself. And this is what it is. And I'm actually, I'm actually really happy with it. Would it make me an a-hole if I read this right now? No, it wouldn't. I want to hear it. Okay, give me one second. I don't think it's bad. I mean, not like, you know. Okay, uh, wait, let me do my titles for cut. Uh, the Reclaiming. Oh, and that's it. Okay, here's the husband. <clears throat> this is a love poem to myself. I've never read this to anyone, not even, not even Amanda. Cause, not because it's a secret, but because, frankly, I don't think she's that interested. <laughs> Ready? Love yeah. poem to, this is a love poem to myself. A husband, the green moss of a riverbank, the bright foliage of a tree. I'm powerless, powerless to look away. His eyes simply entrapped me. He has a, He has the smile of a child, pure radiant joy at even the mundane it shines like a burst from the sun its sight eases every pain his body is a vast hill of muscle and hair soft hard and more solid than the world as if all reality is just a shadow caused by him a cloud-capped landscape beginning to unfurl and his heart his huge gooey beautiful heart is simply beyond compare it fills absolutely everything even that which causes despair anyway that's the poem for me (laughs) i loved it it was really good thank you um but you know i've been getting really into poetry lately so it's just the thing i'm into but then when i read like wendell like wendell you know my boy wendell like he's like he's like master level you know what i mean like there's a reason people do this like their whole lives you know so 
did we ever get to your second love? No, I'll do now. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I mentioned a TV show that I've been liking to watch. Um, the, the second one is also a TV show. Um, so my beloved husband, Brett, doesn't really like to watch TV. Um, and uh, so, but like... So it's it's something it's, it's kind of like a low-key activity that you can do with someone like hey like let's we're not gonna go climb a rock maybe let's just like sit on the t- sit on the couch and watch some tv and yeah. so uh trying to find things that brett wouldn't mind watching um is sometimes a challenge and one thing that brett really does like is like tv from the 90s so mm. we watched, um, we watched like all of Seinfeld and we've watched, uh, we watched, um, oh, it's a show where they're- Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Just start saying so. A, they're all working at a fashion magazine. Just Shoot Me was the oh. show. We watched that. I would have never gotten that. Um, there's been like a couple other shows that we've watched, but uh, currently we've been watching the TV show Frasier. Have you ever watched this show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so Frasier is actually a sequel to a another popular TV show called Cheers, um, which was about a bunch of people who go to the same bar. And and um, Frasier was a character on that show, and he's played by uh, Kelsey Grammer, who's a comedian slash actor. And um, so this is a spinoff just about Frasier. And so it, he's a psychiatrist. And he's moved across the country to Seattle, Washington, and he's going and he has a radio show where he gives people advice and he lives with his dad. His dad was a former police officer and he was shot in the hip in the line of duty. And um, so now he walks with a cane and he needs a physical therapist and a housekeeper to like live with them. And they hire a, a, a young British lady named Daphne. And then there's also Frazier's brother, Niles, who is secretly in love with Daphne. And that is the show, basically. Oh, oh, and Martin, Frazier's dad, has a really cute dog named, named Eddie, who's a little Jack Russell Terrier. And um, we've just been watching this show. And I guess, like, I'm just really into therapy lately because... <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Yeah, one of the things I really like the show is that um, Frazier and Niles, they're both psychiatrists and they're constantly analyzing each other and other people and the world around them. And I think that's really cool. And um, I think the show is like super smart because a lot of the like plot lines are about how you think that one thing is happening and then... Frasier will analyze it and realize that something else has been happening the whole time. Like, you know, they're, I don't know, they're upset at one of their neighbors. And then you, you come to find out that really Frasier's upset that his dad never told him that he loved him or something, you know what I mean? And like, I, I, I love that. Like, I love like this idea that that you, you should be thinking about your feelings and your behaviors and why you do those things. And, um, and I also just really love the relationship between Frazier and Niles and their dad, because their dad is very different from them. Like they're very into like wine and opera and um, wearing like a designer suits. 
and their dad is very much like a beer and football and comfy chairs and um walking my dog and like he's very he's kind of like blue collar um where and so you would think that they would kind of like butt heads and they do but they still really love each other and I and I, I don't know why I just love watching this show about this like dad and his sons and they love each other and they are working on like being better people by like analyzing why they do the things that they do. And it's a, it's just a really good show. And it was on in the nineties and I must've missed it. Cause I was, I don't know, I was probably watching Saved by the Bell or something. <laughs> what, um, real quick, what are you watching it on? Hulu. Hulu. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I never watched a lot. I like, I knew Frasier was a thing, but I never, the only, so this is a dumb quick story. The only thing I really know about Frasier is that, um, my sister once had a dream where it was a sexy dream involving oh. Frasier. About What's, Kelsey Grammer? Thank you. About Kelsey Grammer. And and her boyfriend at the time was uh, got jealous. She was a jealous man and told her she could not watch Frasier anymore because he got jealous of Kelsey. Kelsey Grammer's got a beautiful voice, you know? He's handsome man um and he uh yeah and he does have a really good voice and he is really funny like there i didn't realize how funny he is he's especially funny whenever fraser the character is outraged about something he gets this like righteous like oh, i can't believe this is happening and he does this really great delivery and so it's just a funny sweet show um, and uh, all, the episodes are very like, here was a problem and we solved it. And, and, you know, next week it'll be something else. And, uh, I, I've been enjoying it. And like I said, Brett doesn't mind watching it with me. So it's kind of like a fun activity that we can do together. <laughs> I find a lot of like, cause there's a lot of things that like Amanda will watch just for like background noise that I'm really not into. Like a good example is like law and order. like, I swear once she had it on and I walked in the room just to get like my socks and walked out. And I swear in that five seconds, they said the word rape 30 times. I swear to God. And like, I, you know, not to diminish like crime, right? Like I know it's, but like, that's not entertainment to me. And like, I just, I cannot, I cannot deal, you know? And also people just acting so like cavalier about it, you know, like on it, not to call out any show, but SVU. And it's just like, not my thing. So we have to find things that are like, oh, we're both, we're both kind of into this, you know? And um, I'm glad it sounds like Frasier's the thing. I might want to yeah. watch that actually, because you did a good job selling that on me. Yeah, I mean, you should give it a shot. I will say it's not a particularly diverse television mm. show. Um, uh, you know, just like you might notice that if you're a person who notices that the world around you doesn't necessarily reflect what you're watching in this television yeah. show. But um, uh, besides that, it's not really like a plot point of the show or anything. But um, it's a, I, I think it's like a really like nice entertaining show about how like therapy is helpful and you um, and loving your son and loving your father is, is, is nice. <laughs> the um, quick idea for a podcast, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you and I, I know, like, yeah, I know. And one day we'll get back to Twin Peaks. I swear it's going to happen. I swear. I swear on I swear on Cooper's mug of coffee that it will happen yeah, again. Yeah, that's a sacred oath. It's hot. I burnt my hand on it. 
Um, but anyway, idea. So uh, I think a core thing of like what we like to do is promote, um, um, uh, do our part to, to get rid of this or lessen the stigma of therapy, right? So uh, hear this, same therapist y'all, right? Okay. So two options. One, we do the cast and we, we take turns being the therapist and being the patient. Oh my goodness. I know, which could get serious. Or option two, I resume therapy and we just record it and see what, <laughs> see where this goes. Is that a good idea? I don't know. <laughs> no, that might not be a good idea. Cause I'm the kind of guy, like I really don't, you know what I mean? Have too many, I want to say secrets, but like, I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. Um, Probably not a good idea, but I'm, we'll, we'll put a pin in it. We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> Eric. Um, oh. Cake challenge. Our, our timing's not spectacular on that, but that's okay. Do you have a question for me? Eric, did you consume the thing that I asked you to consume for the cake challenge this week? I did. <laughs> so for new listeners, by the way, Tess, are you watching the time? Like, what are we at? Like an hour and a oh, half? Oh, we are like way over. Like yeah. way, way over. This is going to be a long episode, guys. Hang in there. Is this okay? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I keep going back and forth about like, okay, short up, Eric, short up. But then like part of me is like, I don't get to talk to you that often. I know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this time, instead of two weeks, it was three weeks. So, you know, we had a lot built up there. You know, we had a lot of poems to read. It's it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Maybe an idea in the future. I have a lot of poems to read. Um, Maybe in the future, um, an idea for the future, like, fit into, like, the fact that we're doing the cast is just to stay in touch, too. Like, somehow, like, in the beginning, like, I'm still working on it kind of thing. Okay. I consumed it. And for new listeners, Cake challenge is when Tess or myself, we take turns issuing a cake challenge, which is where one of us has to consume. Uh, We have to read, watch, perform, listen to, or otherwise consume a thing of the other person's um, wish or or of their desire. And then uh, we discuss it on the cast. And it's just an extension. I think it's an extension of things we love, to be honest but you force the other person to do the thing that you love. Uh, the thing that Tess, um, oh, force is a strong word. Um, let me think, coerced me to enjoy was um, the movie Hearts Beat Loud starring Nick Offerman and other people. <laughs> yeah, there are other actors in the movie. I'm going to look this up. Um, Ted Danson is in the movie. Um, Tony Collette is in the movie. I think the girl who plays the daughter, I think that might've been her first movie. Um, I think so. Yeah. Are you looking it up? Um, in a nutshell, it is about, I don't remember. So I'm just going to call him Nick Offerman because I don't really remember the character's name. I know his daughter's name was Sam, but anyway, he's a dad who owned. His name is Frank in case that matters. Frank and Sam. Yeah. Frank. And okay. Sam. Frank owns a record store and he very much loves music. He has a daughter who's getting ready to go to college to go to medical school. She's getting ready to leave. He's always wanted to start a band with his daughter. And um, it's about them jamming out, making music and him coming to grips that maybe starting a band and not 
going to medical school <laughs> is probably not the best decision for his daughter's future. And the entire movie is basically him uh, learning to accept that he has to, in a way, say goodbye to his daughter. Um, and that's it, in a nutshell. Um, three things about this movie that i like to discuss with you. One okay. is, so... Um, if you haven't watched it already, there'll be spoilers to to come, but that's you know fine. Um, essentially, it seems like the movie is telling us that there's two decisions that can be made. Um, one, his daughter Sam stays with him, and they continue their band. And, and by the way, the music is really good, and it does seem like they have a little bit of a following. So it's not just like me starting a band with with my my um, harmonica like they're very talented people or two they don't do music together ever again and she goes to medical school the answer like most things is somewhere in the middle so the answer is she does go to medical school but guess what they can still do music sometimes together and she can still pursue her music on the side um and so it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing so i really enjoyed that uh about this movie Why are you looking at me? Why well, I didn't know if you had things to say about that. Oh yeah, no, I well, I want to hear what else that you liked about it. <laughs> you said okay. you had you had three points, so I'm waiting for all the points. <laughs> A big part of the movie involves Frank having to get used to his daughter not being around all the time, which is a thing that I don't know might be in my future one day. Who knows? I mean, my mom does live with me, so technically she didn't have to, so good for her. Um, but, and I, I really enjoyed that what it is, is it, it came to a point where he had to say goodbye, and there's a point in the movie right near the very end where she starts to doubt going to medical school because she kind of has a, a, a girlfriend, a new relationship in the area, and she really enjoys the music, and she goes, maybe I should just stay home. And you see on his face, which... Uh, Nick Offerman's a very good actor. He does a great job uh, in this in this movie. He, you see on his face where he really wants to say, yeah, why don't you just stay and we'll form a band together and we're going to rock out. Um, but you, you can assume that he ended up saying, uh, no, go to medical school, which is, and I, I should say too, is that, um, and also, okay, this is my third point, just real quick, because those are the big ones. Third point too is the movie also seems to say um, at the beginning, or at least... Uh, one thing I really enjoyed about the movie is it doesn't say that the two choices are a do music, what you love or B pursue this career that you hate for money. Right. Cause I mean, we're assuming when she gets through school, hopefully she'll be financially secure. Like if she's a doctor or a medical professional, but they explicitly say, especially at the beginning that she likes it. She's good at it. And she likes it. If she hated it, I think it'd be a different conversation entirely, but she likes both things. And there's room in her heart for both things. And that's okay. It just happens to be that the medical school one is the one that is probably a little bit more financially secure than the band one, you know? Um, also, um, there is kind of like a, like a subplot that um, like, where's mom yes. the whole time? Mom passed away. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wondered if maybe she wanted to become a doctor to save lives um because oh. like her her mom died in the accident and so maybe she was inspired to become a doctor so that she can save lives so that's another like 
layer to it is like you could make some music and people might like it or you could literally save a, yeah. a life <laughs> well, i i like too that like <laughs> in many ways the dad behaves throughout the movie as the child and she behaves like the dad which i wonder because we know a, a, a thing i really appreciate is we never get a flashback of the mom we just see her in some photos and that's it because i always feel like a flashback or or taking us back in time kind of cheapens the longing of it like like they don't get to see her anymore so we should never get to see her you know mm -hmm. and so we never we only know about this this character through her effect on the people that we do see in the movie so i always get the feeling that maybe in the relationship between frank and his wife she was the grown-up right like in mine and amanda's relationship amanda's the grown-up you know like you have to have someone to balance it out you know and so i thought that was really smart and there's a moment too where he's singing a song because he finds like a bunch of music that he wrote and they're both like incredibly talented so it's not just like like i said it'd be different if i was like i'm starting a band like they're really talented and this is clearly like his passion like this is his life and there's a part he's singing a song and you just there's a close-up of her face for like a good 30 seconds to a minute it's a really long shot and you see it slowly dawn on her face on her that it's about her mom you know it's really powerful you know yeah so. and the, there's a, like another layer of it is also that yeah frank is kind of preparing to say goodbye to his daughter and you can tell that that's really hard for him because he has a really good relationship with his daughter and um but he also um has to say goodbye to a fantasy that he's had yes. his whole life that he is going to be a musician because um, you find out that um, Frank and and his wife were musicians together and they put out albums and that didn't really go anywhere because now when we see him he owns a record shop so obviously he didn't become a big pop star um, and I think he gets like a glimpse of it when he's with his daughter that they're going to like sweep the indie world. They're going to take it by storm and they're going to, you know, and he's finally going to achieve a goal that he's always had as well. But I think he realizes over the course of the movie, it's, it's more important for his daughter to achieve her goals in life than for him to kind of this goal that like was never really going to happen for him anyway it was a fantasy that he's had and he has to let go of that you're right like like a child might have to let go of yeah. a fantasy um he has to grow up he has to get a real job and yeah and, <laughs> and i don't mean and when i say it's like it's child, i don't mean that like as an insult either i just mean that as like a level of like he was holding on and like he had a music store which is like symbolizes him holding on to that dream, right? Like one day, one day. And he ends up having to close the shop and he works at his friend's bar. You know, he can't be making a ton of money, but he seems so much happier at the end having given up on that. Like he's never going to be in the band and that's fine. You know what I mean? It, it can yeah. be, it could be two things. Like earlier when I said, <laughs> it's like earlier, like it could be two things. I'm never in a band 
and it's okay. It doesn't have to be, I'm in a band and I'm happy. And, you know, and uh, my big thing that I was mostly concerned about was the money situation because medical school is expensive. And there's a period where he buys like a bunch of equipment. He's like, I just put on a credit card. And then at the end, there's just like a jar with dollar bills that says her college fund. So I was more stressed about that situation than I was anything else in the movie. And it's never resolved. So we're just assuming student loans or grants or scholarships or who knows. Very bright. So I presume that she got a scholarship and um, I, I also presume that maybe he's been living in New York long enough that he owns that apartment um, and he's living with his mom and maybe she has something to contribute financially. And also he's working for his friend and I don't think his friend is going to let him go broke. Um, So I I don't think you need to worry about Frank. I think he's going to be okay. Oh, <laughs> I not stress out about it. <laughs> there, well, I I do. I I was worried about Frank, and then also um another layer is he came to grips with uh, dealing with his mom's situation too. Remember, yeah. remember yeah. his mom's kind of was it like early onset dementia he, kind of thing. She's yeah. stealing stuff. We don't really know, but at the end, simple solution. He just found someone to be able to come to the house and take care of her, help her out. But it was like you could tell he was just like putting it off, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I like this movie a lot. Uh, I watched it uh, during the lockdown uh, and I found that it sort of like transported me for a couple hours to, uh, you know, someone else's life where um, it wasn't super high stakes. You know what I mean? Yes. And <laughs> that's something I really liked about the movie is it's just kind of like this sweet story about a dad and his daughter and um and also, I just I love movies about dads and daughters because um, when I was growing up, me and my dad would have dad daughter movies, which were um, just like movies that like were like our movies that we would watch together. And like, um, if the movie had a daddy and a daughter in it, that's even better because then it's like our movie about daddies and daughters. And I I uh, I wonder if maybe you and Freya one day will have like daddy daughter movies like Wink. This is our movie, you know. And so, space, <laughs> so space of, balls, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Soul or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. You guys like watch together, um, you know. And so uh, I don't know. I just I thought of my friend who's a dad when I was watching, it, and he's got a daughter, and I was watching that movie. And I think whenever I see a dad and a daughter. I think of my dad and me, um, but now I'm starting to think about you and your daughter when I <laughs> when I well, see dads and daughters together. <laughs> I was watching, and like, I think, uh, I, well, one, I appreciate you suggesting it because I don't know if I would have watched it otherwise. Not that it wouldn't be like my normal movie, but like it's one of those time is pretty short. So it's like, okay, what am I going to watch? Like something that I haven't really heard of. Um, that looks interesting or the the next must watch Marvel movie right because I need to be in you know I want to be I want to know what that that's going so it's like hard it's a hard sell but like um, I'm glad you uh, suggested and I ended up really enjoying it I mean the thing I liked about it too is it's all about music that's a key part of it but I never felt left out because sometimes when it deals with music stuff I feel like there's music references and I'm like I don't know what they're talking about but like I think they were talking about like I could be wrong fairly obscure band type stuff pretty often that I never felt like I was out of the loop, you know? They do make reference, um, particularly there is a moment in the movie that probably just flew right by you where um, uh, I think it's Jeff Tweedy is the name of the musician, but he's a, um, he's in a band called Wilco and he's, he's sort of this kind of like 
seminal indie singer songwriter he's in the movie and there's a scene where he says something to to frank like hey i really like your store and frank's like oh my god you know what i registered that and i was like i feel like that's supposed to be a guy you know (laughs) yeah but it's okay like if you don't know who that guy is it's fine was he supposed to be that guy like he was that guy yeah i think he was supposed to be like wow he actually came to my shop that's so awesome It was it was a really sweet movie. And I, by the uh, way, that actress, the actress who plays Sam, her name is Kiersey Clemens, and that is not her first movie. That was just the first movie that I saw her in. Um, I did. I looked talented. I looked her up because a lot of her um, facial expressions made me think of, and you probably know the actress's name um, off the top of your head. The actress who plays um, Valkyrie and is in Westworld. Oh know? yeah. Is her name Tessa? is Tessa Thompson. Yeah. Her facial expressions look so much like her. Like something about like the way they like they're kind of like um when they have like their determined look or they're kind of like, I'm kind of like smiling at your expense kind of look. Yeah. And I was like, are they the same person? But then I did the math in my head. And I was like, they can't be the same person. And surprise, they're not the same person, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's a um, what's her name? Tessa. Her, uh, Tessa Thompson plays Valkyrie yeah. and also she's on the TV show Westworld. Yeah. The actress who is in Hearts Beat Loud is Kiersey Clements. Cool. Excellent. Are you ready for a challenge? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm um, I'm glad we kept this episode under an hour. We did a really good job. The okay. So far. <laughs> you might are we are we there? No. <laughs> We're probably past it, right? We're way over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um you might have watched this movie. So if you've seen this movie already, because you gave me a movie, I'm going to give you a movie. If you've seen okay. this movie already, that's okay. I've got backups. Okay. Wait, what? I said I've got backups. Okay. If you've seen this. Okay. Have you heard of the movie Tree of Life? I've heard of the movie, but I've never seen it. Starring Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt, right? Uh, Sean Penn is in it. Um, other people are in it. It is written and directed, I believe written, I know for sure directed by Terrence Malick. Are you looking it up right now? I won't look up any like spoilers or anything. Tess, ever since, ever since we came, we decided to bring back Cake Challenge. This has been the tippy, the tippy top. And the only reason I've been holding back is I was like, I gotta wait. I don't want to be the first one to do a movie. So I was waiting for you to give me a movie. Waiting for me to do that. <laughs> I was waiting for you to give me a movie. Very good movie, by the way. And then I was like, this is it. So so you've got two choices with Tree of Life. You ready? Okay. There's theatrical version. Oh, boy. And then there's extended super director cut version. Okay. I'm going to tell you, you can do either one. And I will tell you, I've watched both of them. I will say the extended director's cut is long. Like, it's four hours. And I feel like it didn't add too much to the movie. The, the, well, I mean, it did literally add things to the movie but i felt like the things added were probably left out for a reason so if you're stuck for time the original version which i still think is like over a two hour long movie you know it's a long one uh tree of life oh god tess this 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 effing movie (laughs) tree of life uh directed by terrence malick Wow, I'm getting hyped for it. I'm, yes. I'm excited to watch this. Um, just go in blind, please, okay. and right. and sit don't down. Anything up about it? Oh god, don't yeah, don't read anything about it, and just you should be able to find. I don't know what it's on. I should probably have looked that up. I got it through my library, and 
I checked it out again um, so I can rewatch it. To, uh, quick uh, question. When you do, when you issue a thing, do you redo the thing that you've issued to me? No. Like, no, did you, okay. did you rewatch Hearts Beat Loud? No, I didn't, but I watched it pretty recently. So okay. I, didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to rewatch it. Yeah, that's fine. I think I've always redone the thing. Like I rewatched that video with, uh, what's John his name? Butler. Thank you. And what was another one that I've issued? I feel like I haven't issued. A, what is it? Can you remember? Oh, um, was it a book? Well, you had me read uh, The Stuff of Stars. Oh, yeah. Children's yeah. book. Yeah. So I, I redid that as well. Yeah. Okay. Tree of Life. Nice. Eric. Questions for me? <laughs> yeah. Did you learn a life lesson this fortnight? Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did. That's great. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so i have a theory so now that since we've been doing these via zoom and i'm in gallery mode gallery view and full screen i can no longer see the clock in the corner thus time does not exist when i'm recording this cast with you so like because i used to remember we recorded but like oh i feel like we're getting close okay let me wrap this up i don't have any any inclination to wrap things up anymore you know what i mean i think that's why our cast is going so long is what i'm saying that's so. a, it's okay it's okay man it's for funsies right yeah okay <sighs> you ready for this i don't know am i ready <laughs> no no th this one's a fine one this one's a fine one. okay all right <laughs> so this lesson so sometimes when we have our lessons um there's a an event that sparks this lesson something in our life uh, this one's something i've been playing around this is an idea that i've been playing around for a while that uh, i think i finally hammered out and i've put into practice and it has personally benefited me greatly so something that i've struggled with for most of my life is being strongly and this is a positive thing in some cases and can be a negative thing if you can't control it being strongly affected um, by the emotional states of the people around me, right? You know, um, and I think this can happen to all of us. You go in a room and there's a bunch of people grumpy. I know you kind of feel grumpy. You go in a room, everyone's happy and high energy. You don't want to be happy and high energy. And now all of a sudden you are. Um, so I've been doing this thing where um, imagine that you are in an art museum, right? And it might be a while because a lot of things might be closed because of the pandemic. Art museums aren't exactly on the, they're not giving out bread and milk. So they're not that important um, to like regular lifestyles. So it might be a while since you've been in one, but if you go into an art museum and even if you haven't, you probably just have an idea of like what a culture of a museum is. Do you know where I'm going with this yet? No, no idea. Okay. okay. So typically the culture of like a museum is you go in there and, and there is uh, either through architecture or through signage or just through um, um, picking up on the social cues of others. Um, it's usually kind of a hushed environment. And uh, usually you are expected to look at the art that you showed up to. And typically when you look at the art, you're expected to kind of look at it longer than just three seconds. And you're usually meant to look at this thing and kind of look at it and go, oh, what, what, do I, uh, what am I feeling? And what is, this, um, what is this telling me? And what is the story behind this? And, and essentially you look at this canvas or, or sculpture or whatever, more than you would um, uh, a stop sign, right? And so what I've been doing lately 
is I've been observing um, my surroundings, um, the things around me, uh, the events happening around me and the people around me as if they are works of art. Because if we can look at a piece of art, because society are, has told us or social cues have told us like, look at this art and think about it in depth. Like this is an okay thing. Um, but if you look at a tree for a long time, this might be a weird thing, right? Um, so I've been just observing the world around me and I think it does two things that I think is very important. Number one, um, if you observe the world and specifically not just things around you, um, but also people and thing, people, things and events around you, one is um, you might notice things about them that you would miss otherwise. And if you're really looking at it as a piece of art, as in you're, you're thinking about it in depth, you may see things and, and be aware of things that you wouldn't be aware of um, if you were just passively looking at it or, or thinking about other things. Um, and two is I find that looking at something as a piece of art, especially a person, which might seem weird because they're humans, but if you look at them as a piece of art, I find that it puts a barrier between myself and them. So now instead of instead of things happening, let's say a person shows up and they're really angry and they give me a little bit of attitude and now I'm offended because they gave me some attitude and now I'm telling a story to myself about why I'm mad and how dare they tell me attitude and I work really hard. I can't believe they gave me attitude. Do they not know I work hard? I think I work hard. If I view that interaction through the same lens as I would a piece of art, I see a person being upset and it is no longer affecting me because there's just a little bit of a gap between me and what they're doing. So then now I can see them. I can see them being upset. I can see them giving me uh, attitude, but like I am now no longer a part of it because just like a piece of art, you can look at the art and you can be affected by it and you can learn from it, but you're not in the art piece, right? I'm not inside the canvas. So looking at the events and people and things around me in that way, although I know our cast is all about like connecting, I feel like you also have to look after yourself. And I find that I actually connect with people much better if I put that barrier. Cause now the difference is I'm wrapped up and we're drowning together. The difference is now I see them drowning and I'm on the shore and I can see, I can see that they're not trying to drag me down. They're just drowning and they need help if that analogy works. And uh, that's my life lesson. I think that it does make sense because uh, kind of like what we were talking earlier about, like when you're sitting in traffic and you're upset because you're the center of the world and how dare mm -hmm. there be traffic around How you. dare there be traffic, yeah, you're, yeah. You're viewing the situation from the context of how it affects you. And um, particularly, I mean, we work in a library and sometimes people come in and they have requests that maybe they're unreasonable. And it's really easy to make it about you, like in your mind of like, oh, great. Now I have to deal with this person and they're not listening to me and I'm doing the best that I can and it's not good enough. And, um, and I like that idea of like putting a little distance behind it and be like, it's not about me at all. Like, what if, what if none of this was about me? Like, what if I was just observing it? Like, how would I feel about it then? I think it's a, a worthwhile exercise. And I think I'm really glad that you shared it with us today. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
No, thank you. And speaking of thanking, are you ready for a pause pause? A yeah, positivity pause? Pause for positivity. Yeah. Um, we always end each and every episode with a pause pause um, where we like to spend time thinking about something that we're thankful for and something that we love about ourselves. What is something that you are thankful for, Tess? I am thankful for, I've been thinking a lot this past fortnight about how thankful I am. Last last episode, I told you how thankful I was for our friendship. I've been thinking about another friendship that I have that I've been very thankful for lately. And that is my friendship that I have with our mutual friend, Elizabeth. Mm. And um, I have to say, when I um, you left the library and went to work at another library, and then I slid into your position at the library, and I was a little, I was, I was excited to work with Elizabeth because I really liked her, but I was also really nervous to work with Elizabeth because I really liked her and I wanted her to like me too. And I was a little worried like that this person that I've been like kind of secretly admiring professionally from a distance, you know, like, oh man, she's so smart and she has such creative ideas. And I'm like, oh, wow, we're going to be working together. And I hope she also thinks that I am smart and creative and has good ideas. What if she doesn't? What if I get rejected? Um, I was really nervous about that. And it turns out that everything is okay. And she and I get along really well, like really, really well. And she's been a really good like support system for me. Like when I have like questions about things, I, I find that she's a really easy person to bounce ideas off of. And she's also like a very opinionated person, which is great. Cause like, she'll tell you like, here's, here's what's going down. Like, you know, and that helps me a lot. Cause I feel like I kind of get stuck in my brain, like overanalyzing situations. I'm like, well, what if I had said this? What if I had done that differently? And she's like, no, 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 this is how. <laughs> so she's been helping me a lot. And also we've just had this really good friendship and we make each other laugh and I'm just so glad that it worked out the way that the everything there were a bunch of dominoes falling and we didn't know like how it was going to turn out and it's it's turned out really well for me so I'm really grateful for that I became friends with Elizabeth and she's a really cool person and we're going to be joined soon by another mutual friend of mm -hmm. ours. Our friend Kit is going mm -hmm. to be coming to work with us at the library. And I just, uh, Kit came to visit the library for the first time the other day, just to kind of get like a tour. And I felt like my family was all together. Like, I was like, I got my Elizabeth, I got my Kit. Like, I I'm like feeling really like excited and comfortable and grateful for my new work environment, my new friends. Was that their first time visiting the library? Kits? It was their first time visiting uh, as uh, our new branch. That yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, they were feeling a little nervous, not about the job, but about coming to a new, you know, the way you would feel nervous about going to a new place. I'm sure you felt nervous the first time you went to your new library. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but I know I've, I've heard other people speak of nervousness. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you're grateful for, Eric? Um, I, I'm amazed that we're on episode 60 and I don't think I've ever mentioned this. And I think this is actually just kind of a here, I'll call myself out. I think this is like a blind spot caused by my own privilege. Um, 
I'm thankful for my financial security. I mean, really, you know, and not that I'm flush in cash, but um, this past week I, uh, you know, I went third Z's in a, uh, to pay for a, a mountain climbing guide, you know, it wasn't terribly cheap. Um, and we went and I'm planning another trip on May and I'm thinking about a membership to a, to a rock climbing gym. And, you know, I looked at the cost and I'm like thinking about it, but I'm doing it on a whim. You know what I mean? So I'm very thankful that um, myself and my family, any major events um, that I don't see coming my way that are hurtling my way potentially um, are financially secure. And I'm really thankful for it. Awesome. Um, listeners, why don't you take a moment and pause and think about something that you are grateful for? Bonus points if you said it out loud. <laughs> Eric, what's something you like about yourself? I think some people could see this as um, a character flaw, potentially, depending on their view of the world. Um, but um, I love that I am an incredibly trusting person, as in when I was rock climbing, uh, and I'm, you know, I, I think the highest crag is like 65 feet. You're, you're pretty high up in the air and you, you just have this rope attached to your, your harness that I'd never been on before. And it goes up and down. And, um, I was talking to my, my friend Miranda who climbed with me and you can tell, and her, her and Josh were both very, um, uh, I mean, they were brave. They climbed the crag, but you could tell they were, they were worried about falling and they were very kind of very frightened. And like, I was watching a video Miranda took of me because we we're all taking pictures and videos. And I hear her saying, Ooh, Eric really takes risks. Oh my goodness. Eric takes risks. And it wasn't that I was being brave. It was just that I trust the rope and I trust Sean. And if I didn't have a rope on me, I wouldn't do any of those risks. Um, but I just trusted, I trusted this guy I'd never met before. I was like, sure. I'm sure I'm good. This guy's got me. I got a rope. I paid for this. Let me go for it. And same thing like when I uh, got my tattoo for the first time and my uh, my tattoo artist was like, okay. So and she did the little one first and then she uh, was going to do the, the bigger one. And she was like, she did the little one. And I was like, oh, that didn't hurt that bad. And she goes, was this was this your first tattoo? And I was like, yeah. She goes, normally people have questions for me. <laughs> I, was like, no, I, just, I just assume you're a professional tattoo artist. You know what you're doing, you know? And I, I realized that is uh, not always the case. And like I said, in some cases, if someone has nefarious um, 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 ambitions towards me, it could be a character flaw, but uh, so far uh, it's worked out for me and it's uh, stuff I love about myself. Um, something I love about myself is also something that people might think is a character flaw. It's kind of interesting that we uh -huh. chose that. Well, I, th I texted you about this, um, earlier this week. Uh, my, my boss thinks that I'm very diplomatic and I, I get a little worried when she says it, that she doesn't mean it as a good thing. Like, I think, <laughs> I think sometimes she'll come to me with like an issue at the library and she'll be like, what do you think we should do about this? And I will immediately launch into, well, I can see both sides and here are some pros that I see. And here's some cons that I see. And, um, basically in conclusion, I don't have the answer, um, what do you think? <laughs> and that is kind of my MO for like any issue that comes my way. And 
maybe that's, you know, maybe there's some people who think that that's not a really good way to go through your life. Maybe they feel like you should be more decisive and you should be more opinionated and you should, um, uh, have really strong values that like, you know, right from wrong, you know, in any situation, um, every, every situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, and, and, and every, basically every situation I'm in, I'm thinking, well, um, let me look at it from all the different angles before we like come down on like on one side or the other. Um, or maybe we don't come down on one side or the other. Like maybe we can leave it open. Maybe that's okay too. And so I'm a very diplomatic person and I like that about myself, even if other people don't like that about me. <laughs> I think that's a really good trait. And I, I can see in some cases if, um, where is it at? I'm, I'm looking at something real quick. I, I can see in some cases where like from a, once again, like from a supervisor standpoint, like they might be like, I appreciate you say, just, just say yes or no. You know, I get right. that. Yeah. Like she brought me in and she was like showing me something like a, like a customer account or something. And she was like, Oh, and can you believe this? And I was like, well, I, I believe that they probably had good intentions. We were basically looking at something in the software and we're mm -hmm. like, Oh, can you believe they added this feature? I don't like it. And I was like, well, I, I can see why they added it. It's not what I would have done, but like, I'm sure they had like some kind of market research and she was just like, Here's, here's just, the, <laughs> just a yes or no. Do you? <laughs> I know I've already gone like so Jeff Goldblum on this episode, but let's dissect that real quick. Let's, let's just, let's take that apart real quick. So the idea, and I've never, I've never met your new boss. I'm sure they're a fine person. The thing is they said they do not like it. They don't like it. So they wish it wasn't in the software. Right. Right. But how many people just throw out a number. Do you think are using the software tests in oh. the world? probably like a million or like thousands at least are using we, software. And we don't know what any of those people think of that particular feature, right? Yeah. Um, so what we're talking about, and you and I, we were talking earlier about trying to like boil down our reasoning. We are talking about the difference between binary thinking, also known as, all right, let me bring this up real quick. Binary thinking, also known as dichotomous thinking, which means that you boil down complex uh, complex concepts as being either one thing or another. This is good, this is bad. This movie is terrible, I love this movie. I like this movie, so everyone who likes this movie, I like them. This movie's bad. If you like this movie, then you're wrong. The opposite of binary thinking is spectrum thinking. The idea that you see multiple shades of gray with no pure white on one side and no pure black on the other side. There are two different ways of thinking. And if I was to take what this cast is about and particularly using your, your example as, as, as a starting point is, is one of the main things we're talking about. It's spectrum thinking versus binary thinking. The idea that Things can be many things <laughs> to many people. And the answer is they are many things to many people. You know, I know. Yeah. That's... Well, and I can see why she gets annoyed sometimes. Of course. Like, like sometimes she just wants an answer and I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not really the expert on the topic. I don't know if I'm qualified to give you an answer. It's kind of like, just give me an answer. But I guess I would rather be that way, like a spectrum thinker then not not to say there's anything wrong with how people think but i guess i i guess i am happy and proud that i 
that I think the way that I do. I yeah. Guess. And once again, nothing, I mean, people think the way they think. I mean, we're, we're taught to think the way we, we think, right. By, by our, our society around us. But like, I think, and also you're right. We're being taught that we should have an opinion about everything. Right. And our opinion is right about the things we have. Perfect example. My dad's partner, Ralph, once had a very strong, so this is a gay man, nothing wrong against that, of course, but he had a very strong opinion about whether or not women should breastfeed or not, which is fine, but maybe <laughs> if you have an opinion about that, your opinion might not be more important than the mothers who are deciding that. That's a great example of, of a thing that maybe even if you have an opinion about Maybe that doesn't mean your opinion is more important than others, right? Someone once asked me um, what I thought of Comic Sans. I know Comic Sans, people get very hot about this. And you know what? This is a crazy thing to say. Heated issue. People get mad. And you know what I tell them? I have no opinions about Comic Sans. It is a font. Some people probably like it. Some people probably don't. And you know what? My life is filled with much bigger worries. Um, Try to, I don't know how to continue the human race while not uh, not destroying the planet Earth over Comic Sans. I have no concern about Comic Sans. And you know what? You don't need one either, guys. You don't need to care about Comic Sans. <laughs> okay, I'm no more being Jeff Goldblum. I'm all done. <laughs> Listeners, take a moment, go into the Jeff Goldblum zone and think about something that you like about yourself. I think I hear the wind coming through my... Do you hear anything? No, I don't hear it. Maybe I just heard everyone's loves about themselves. Just swirling around you. Swirling around. Uh, (laughs) Friends, thank you so much for listening. Um, This has been episode 60. Uh, My name's Eric. My name is Tess. If you would like to send us an email of a stuff you're loving, uh, a life lesson you've learned, um, your opinions on Comic Sans, or your lack of opinions on Comic Sans, uh, that email address is sameteamyall at gmail.com. And we had mentioned that Twitter handle. What is it again, Tess? I, I swear, I cannot remember. It's at same team, y'all. Go over there and subscribe to see Eric's cool rock climbing photos. Yes, I'll send you some stuff. I'm going to start sending you things because you're now the the producer, right? <laughs> that's right. That's, yeah. that's my title. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I feel, Tess, this is, a, I feel like I'm going to listen back at this and, and, and think like, where did I, like, where did I go? Do I come across as just like a passionate man or a crazy man? Um, you know, I, it probably depends on your perspective. Thank you. But Thank I, you. Think, I think that you sound like a passionate man who is a very thoughtful person who thinks a lot of deep thoughts and, um, and expresses them. And I think that's okay. Do you remember Thor, The Dark World? Of course they do. Do you remember when their scientist friend was in that mental health facility and he was trying to tell everyone about the, uh, about the uh, convergence of the planets? And, Is that and how you feel? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to go back and be like, whew, I am one step shy of, uh, of this guy. Um, and, but you know what? He was right. Convergence was happening, man. Gravity. How do we end this thing? I forget. We love you. Not in a creepy way.
Oh my goodness. We did it, Tess. We did it. Okay, let me hit this button and then I hit this button and then I say bye-bye. <laughs>